Hello, welcome to the Dead Air Dudes. I'm Izzy. I'm Raka, here to take the world. As if you guys did not know, we're reviewing Brightburn. The 2019 America Super Horror, Superhero Horror Film. And I do like that. I was wondering, going back and forth, how would you typecast this movie? You know, there's so many categories and there's so many blurred lines. As I sat back and reviewed the movie in my head, it has to be a horror movie. Watching it, the way it was filmed and it was it was brought to you to us, it seemed more horror than anything else. The way it was framed, it can, yeah, the it cannot be categorized. The gore was was horror, it was horror, hundred percent. Don't forget, it was directed by David Yurevsky, written by Brian Gunn and Mark Gunn. Gunn executive, executive produced by none other James than Gunn. Gunn. So we know that it was definitely good hands. So and it was cultured and loved. So uh, yeah. That being said, let's take it from the top. Plot. What do you think of it? Go ahead. Plot. Go for it. Quick plot line. Basically, um, this is every adoptive parent's nightmare. <laughs> oh, it basically, it's, it's Superman a, in reverse. It's as though this was the Bizarro story. Yeah. But everybody's not cute. Except <clears> not, <throat> as, uh, not as cutesy how Bizarro is. Oh, it's more not at all. Uh, what if an alien race, just saying, um, gave away their son or something happened, and they intended for that son to grow up, and at a certain age, he mutates. Obviously, big spoilers for the whole this whole episode, so just be advised. And like you said. The intention is to take over the world. And that is essentially what we have in Bright Run. Okay? But the problem is, not to get too geek talk with you, if Superman goes bad, you have Batman, and you have Aquaman, and you have Superman, and you know, I'm sorry, you have Green Lantern and Wonder Woman, and et cetera, et cetera. There's no one here to stop someone that powerful. Okay. Why this really is a one-sided movie. I have read some criticism of this movie. I get it. I don't agree, but I get it. <clears throat> one thing is that there's seemingly, uh, since it's one-sided, seemingly a lack of that good side, like you just mentioned. Where is the savior side? Where is the antagonist? Who is going to stop him from just incinerating the earth the other more common criticism i read is that it kind of bullet train speeds through as soon as he finds out what his programming should be for i don't know lack of a better term when he starts mumbling ancient language and then the translation comes in and he finally the translation is computed and then it's boom take the world 
criticism has partnered with another criticism that says there's a lack of complexity and depth. Again, I buy everything mentioned by you and the criticism. If you ask me, I'm fine with it. I thought it was enjoyable enough, so dark, so twisted, that I didn't need to have him go through a struggling metamorphosis and an identity crisis. Well, no, I'm cool that the kid is 12 years old. And another fact they actually mentioned he's 12 years old. So at that point, you're grown enough to make decisions and... Well, he's picked on at school, right? He's different. And anyone who's ever been picked on or bullied or feel marginalized, different, strange, all of a sudden you've been endowed with powers beyond belief? Oh, hell yeah. Oh, hell yeah, I'm going to kick your ass, and I'm not going to care why. Um, not to rob uh, a line from Homelander in The Boys, and it's not really his line, but I do what I want. <laughs> I'm 12 years old. I'm going to do what I want. You don't, you're not going to change the story and tell the sheriff something different. You're not going to fix me as a guidance counselor. You're not going to help me do this. You're going to criticize what I want. I'm sorry, what are you going to do? He has stopped the negotiating powers. He, he is, he's not even bratish. He's not even a rebellious, prepubescent teenager. He is straight. I don't give a hoop. And I do what I want. And so, with that said, all on the basis of the fact of his, I think he was just enough. Whatever it was, it was all based on the programming that he is destined to be this person. And you saw later on in his journal or whatever notebook, whatever you saw how it was all planned out. Now, this is a fun fact which I did not know. Nice. And now you saw that it's Brendan Breyer, which is a harken back to the original, you know, Marvel and DC, you know, more Marvel for that matter, how they used the first and last names of the same character to be within the same letter. First name, Eddie. Oh, you know, the first letter of each name, like Bruce Banner, Peter Parker, you know. Clark Kent. I did say Marvel, not DC. But okay, okay, okay. We well, yeah. can argue that well, CNK. Well, Clark Kent theoretically could, yes. You know, could be also, you know. But when the movie was announced and it was supposed to be promote it was supposed to promote the film in twenty eighteen, San Diego Comic Con in that July. Now you know that James Gunn had an issue with Twitter at that time where someone went back. Rumors are that people were upset on the DC side that Marvel was winning. I suppose they, they, they researched and went back on many of Marvel's tweets and whatever. So James Gunn early on was a struggling comedian and he posted some kind of not so nice tweets as a joke within his Twitter feed. And folks, ladies and germs, and everyone, 
anything that you post on the internet will stay forever, no matter whether you delete it or you don't delete it. It's there. People will find a way to find it. So just remember that. But Disney, of course, pulled Brightburn at the last minute in wakes of his removal of Marvel Studios and Guardian of the Galaxy 3, you know? But they reconciled since then, later, yada, yada, boom, boom, boom. But that might have hurt it at the box office. That might have hurt it in the rentals. They might have hurt it on VOD. They might have hurt it anywhere else. But carry on. Sorry, I had to interject, had to interject that. No, uh, it's understandable. And that notwithstanding, the movie itself, standalone, I, I believe, along with what you're seeing now with the boys and so many other different, um, I guess you call it anti-heroes. Yes. This, this new emerging genre, not so much a backlash against, let's say, the whole Marvel Avengers line and everything, but as a very well done and viable counter, yeah. it's fantastic. You offer the dark side to it. You offer the, wait a minute, um, basically you offer the Batman story, you know, Batman is on both sides of good or evil. He is an inch away from being the worst villain you can possibly be, or, or let me say the worst law enforcement you can possibly be, and, and, and on the side of justice. You don't know where this crazy, not crazy, but very torn individual is. He's traumatized, and he's got a lot of resources at his disposal. That's the beauty of this character. Is the fact with that- the Punisher character. This the beauty of this character, the fact that he doesn't give a shit, he doesn't know. And once it's brought to the attention of who he should be, and then he sees everything for what it is. How his pa- again, spoilers abound, his parents turn turn on him. That's it. Well, the dad turns on him because the dad is the more in touch with reality. And the mom to the very bitter end, maybe seconds away from the end. And you, she tried to to stab her right in the head and she failed. But she lives in denial until she saw the notebook. She knew. She knew, knew, but she lived in denial. Of course, she didn't want to admit it. Yeah, agreed. She didn't want to confront the boy. She didn't want to accept that he killed the uncle. Which, I mean, it's not just simple killing too. Let me backtrack. How it's pretty creative. That scene. He, the dude's jaw was like just hanging. That was just freaking great. It, 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 here's the touch of horror that separates itself from an action movie into straight up horror. The uncle's jaw is is completely severed by the steering wheel. He's bleeding to death and in total pain. And without any emotion whatsoever. Um, Bryson, he reaches in and swipes a little bit of his blood to draw this on the ground with his blood. I mean, zero remorse, zero care. He's just, he just wants to leave his mark. You know, you have the scene with the chickens. You have the ending scene with um, the, the girl he's with mother. God. Oh, 
I mean, this sheriff is, I mean, for, you know, everybody saw the boys A train running through a, um, the lead person, the lead character's girlfriend. This was on another level, man. <laughs> this <laughs> he did, exploded. Actually, you know, this, this preceded A train going through a. This, this preceded, which is, which is good. And it should be of note that this was probably a year preceding the boys. Yeah. Now, the boys by yeah. itself existed, the movie didn't come out. The the, the 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 series, but the book did exist graphic novel for a while, but the movie *Brightburn* and its dark spin on what if Superman had been created with malicious intent. Now, the only thing that now you brought up is there's no anti-hero, there's no good guy, there's no equally bad for but but one weakness was discovered. Which is the ship that he arrived in? Yes, cut, cut him. him. Since birth, he did not get sick, did not bleed, did not hurt, nothing. But this part, this ripped piece of metal, alien metal, cut him. Oh, if wow. it can cut him, if well, why did it cut him? Kill it. If from the world he came from, he probably is like Superman in the sense that he was normal exactly. to that. That's the beauty. It's a complete parallel comparison to Superman in the sense that Kryptonite is nothing crazy, but Kryptonite was from Krypton, and in turn, it turns Superman human. Not just human. It, it can turn him to the point of killing him. Really? The Kryptonite bullet, the Kryptonite saber, the Kryptonite whatever. I mean, it, it can wipe him out. This shard of metal from his sure that he that? arrived in. Well, someone can speculate. Nothing else can, right? Nothing else can kill him. 100%. So, yeah, there's been rumors about a sequel coming on, but uh, James Gunn is knee deep into Suicide Squad, which is done and complete. And it, the uh, pre production of Guardians of the Galaxy 3 is starting. So, but, but the interest in a sequel even though this one didn't do very well in the box office one would question whether or not without disney's help but two things two elements have entered the phrase since then right one is the box office can almost in today's COVID society you can throw it out the window if it receives enough play on video on demand it has i mean right it has uh, it that might be enough to spur funding to green light to green light um, a sequel. The second thing is, so the cr- closing credits has that trailer, right? Which is awesome. Michael Rooker is the man. Which is fantastic, and that, without a shadow of doubt, left the door wide open to the sequel that just has to be made with rumors of other superheroes, with rumors of of strange deaths and occurrences, a strange figure in the skies. I mean, Michael Rooker did a fantastic job to be this, like, sensationalized underground reporter. Now, if you look back, a lot of those characters... Believe, you have to believe. ...supposed to mimic the Justice League. Just saying. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the character but, Ash, Wonder Woman, you know, yada, yada, yes. Batman, you know, you know, so... So the groundwork is laid there. Very easily. And I'm pretty sure that if the sequel does come out, it will be 
a, a, monument, a monumental success this time around. Plus, you're riding on the success of the Bulls. Yes, 100%. People are starving for stuff that is adult. And I don't mean in a bad way, but I'm saying something that is catered towards us as opposed to catered towards... They're exploring the other dimensions of just your straight-line superheroes fighting yes, bad guys. 100%, man. It's it's the, the flip the script has been flipped. It's the bad guys that you gotta stop. Let's be honest. With, I don't it's know fun. Means or whatever. It's fun to be bad, but you also want to see the bad guy get stopped. So So with that said, um on our rating system scale here at the Dead Air Dudes, uh stale popcorn being not even a polite pass. Don't want to waste your time watching that movie. To a popcorn with the butter as a middle of the road, sit down. You could see it. You could not see it. It's something past the time. It's enjoyable. And then to the popcorn with all the fixings, the nachos with the cheese and the dip, the top of the line, an all-star Hall of Fame, Academy Award winning, everything award winning show. That's our top of the line um, winner. Now, what Rob, say you, Izzy? Let me interject one thing. Now, it being... I don't know, that's a horror film. Should we change it to a bloody knife system? What do you think? How about how about this? We do both. I see what you're saying. So how about we do um, a, a pairing of the two? Exactly. I give a bloody this... <laughs> Ooh, okay. <laughs> I give this a uh... buttered popcorn. No fixings. And I give three bloody knives. So a bloody popcorn, like you said. A bloody butter. All right. So I give you, uh, on those terms, I have to agree with you. I'm going to go a little step further. Um, Bloody popcorn with a bloody shard from the capsule he arrived in and a layer of nacho cheese. Wow. <laughs> kind of nasty, but okay. Hey, it's a horror movie. The nastier, the better. That's the more props I give it. Hey. It, it, in translation, go watch this flick. Yes, it's check it out. It's, it's bugged out. It's, it, it's good. It's good. Maybe except for the first 20 minutes, it's not a slow beat in the damn movie. <laughs> I mean, and if it's slow, it's for a purpose. Exactly. You know, you know the it uses the usual Superman trope, and then from there it just goes all over the place. So enjoy it. Let us know what you think. Please like, comment, subscribe to this video, to our podcast, to our YouTube, to our Facebook, to our Twitter, to our LinkedIn, to everything. For that, I'm Izzy. I'm Raka. We are the Dead Air Dudes. Save the whales. Thanks for listening. Thank you, Dead Adduce Nation. Take care.